Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 47. Today, we will be discussing Big Little Lies, season two, episode one, yeah, entitled, (laughs) What Have They Done? They will also discuss... Walk them in. Rocketman. <laughs> we will also discuss Rocketman. Rocketman. <laughs> So, before we dive in, how are you doing, Diana? I'm doing great. Are you? I was on jury duty. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was really dreading it, but um, it was a short trial, so it was was an experience. So, yeah. yeah. I've never. Wait. I've done jury duty my whole life. (laughs) I'm very experienced at that. Um, Actually, to be honest, I've never. You should have seen Brooke's face as she was doing that. That's why I'm laughing here. I was like, well, I don't know who's listening. I don't know if the the Supreme or the uh, The, Superior Court is listening. The Superior Court police? We got to get her. Like, oh, wait, Wait. what? She's never done jury duty before? Okay. Now we know. Well, well, I've gone down there, but I haven't had to serve. This is my first time. So, yeah. Um, But yeah. It was, yours was short and like, it wasn't, I mean, my mom, my mom, she had to do it a long time ago when I was in high school and I think it was like a month or more. Yeah, I've heard some of them can be very long. It was a bad one. Yeah. But you know what? It felt like an important responsibility and it really is, you know? So I, now that I have experienced it, I'm thinking, you know, everybody should be a part of this. You know, it really makes you feel. I'm just kidding. Oh, am I making you cry? (laughs) (laughs) We're like Luciana. We're becoming loopy. By the way, Luciana is in Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. And she was taking some meds. Yes, for an injury. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. And she wants to play the accordion. Anyways, okay. So, our question of the day is How important is your conscience? If you witness an accident, would you lie to protect yourself and others? Or would you tell the truth if it were self-defense? My automatic reaction is, of course, I would tell the truth. It's self-defense. Be scary. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you? You would. What if you were the, like, what if there were like five of you and you were the only one that told the truth? That's a hard thing. But I, I really think I would tell the truth. Yeah. There's even been simple things in my life. And, uh, okay, let's just take this jury duty. Um, Other people saying, oh, just say this and just say that so you can get off. And I'm like, "Uh, I can't do it. Can't Mm. do it. It's just, whether I want to do it or not, I can't do it. Right. I I just have to just, you know, say what I need to say. Be honest. Yeah. And if it's, if it's, if I need to be there, then I'll be there. And if I don't have to be, they'll let me go. Yeah. So I would tell the truth as well. I mean, I would hope that the circumstance would be to where I'm completely sure that I would just tell the truth. If Mm -hmm. it were something like, you know, as crazy as big little lies season one, uh, (laughs) that's huge. I mean, I wouldn't want to be publicly scrutinized either uh-huh. if I told the truth and then like this huge controversy come about and then community and then once the trial is over then I have to move or go into wind pop because <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that yeah. so it just you know what 
if I ever get a um, <laughs> have a career in law enforcement, I yeah. take that all back. <laughs> I will always tell the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> Yes, so uh, (laughs) let us know what you think, listeners. How important is your conscience? You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. You can also subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. Yes. So, Brooke. Yes. What were your overall thoughts on this premiere of Big Little Lie Season 2, Episode 1? Yes. Well, I was pretty excited to see how the women would be recovering from the eventful homicide of Perry. Bonnie is seems to be really dealing with the guilt of killing someone. And it is affecting her marriage and also her mental state. Mm-hmm. I was really focused on Bonnie, Celeste, and Jane. These three have a bond like no other. Mm -hmm. Yes, all five women went through the event, but none like these three. So what are your thoughts, Diana? Well, here you have Celeste, Madeline, Renata, Jane, and Bonnie, who are coined the Monterey Five by the gossiping community. They are all dealing with the aftermath of Perry's fall at the end of last season and are each trying to figure out how to cope with the cover-up of what really happened. Yeah. But Perry's mama comes to town and is out to find the truth because she doesn't believe her son's death was an accident. Mm. Meryl Streep plays Perry's mother, Mm -hmm. Mary Louise, and all I can say is please pass the Emmy. Mm -hmm. She is a master at her craft. I believe so, too. And I absolutely love her character. I love Meryl Streep period but this i don't even like i didn't realize that she wasn't in season one i was like oh cool meryl streep i've been seeing her in the advertisements uh and i'm like it didn't phase me i'm like oh she should have always been there but then i realized wait she hasn't been in this at all Uh so i was so excited but you know with the first day of school uh, it seems so much like the last school year's first day mm-hmm. uh, where everyone is just reconnecting. But the five women are getting a lot of stares from many other parents. Yeah. And that Monterey Five seems to be acting as normal as possible. Some more than others. And Renata is her lioness self with her telling her daughter's teacher about the bullying last school year. And she tells him, my Amabella was bullied last year. I mean, like biting and choking so we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen again (laughs) and diana or uh, renata's diana ross tribute it's my house it's my house she's dancing and singing and she's doing a photo shoot and her husband sees her and he's like whatever and he decides to get drunk and play with his model trains (laughs) that was just very interesting yeah I know their relationship is interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know Renata brags about her daughter and tells the teacher that she has a super high IQ. Yeah. Which, yeah, and that he needs to cater to her. Mm. I feel sorry for that poor teacher. I'm like, oh my God, he's all, what did I get myself into? No, I don't even think he said anything. (laughs) Yeah, it was just the look on his face. And Celeste is having dreams and flashbacks throughout the whole episode dealing with her kids her mother-in-law and her fighting twins Mm -hmm. which i find very interesting too Um, every time she has a dream and blurts things out i am worried mary louise is going to figure something out and i do feel sorry for celeste because Mm -hmm. 
Although she was planning on leaving Perry, I think she really loved him because she still remembers the good times. There are some good moments in there. And I think he is a monster, but to her, it is complicated. Mm. And then she has to deal with June, whose son Ziggy is her twin's half-brother. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how that's all going to pan out. I just, you know, like you mentioned, the boy, the twins are fighting. You know, Perry was always there to, at least when he came home from work, he was able to get a hold of those boys. And so maybe they're just, well, not only did their dad just die, so they're dealing with the trauma of that, but also they don't have their father's regulations anymore. So the boundaries are completely crossed and different. And now Mary yeah. Louise is there. And she seems really cool with Celeste um, so far. But it's a little bit like... There's so um, many layers, I'm sure. Yeah, she's got a little manipulative personality. So Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. And I'm looking forward to see her adapt. But but you bringing up the boys and me bringing up the boys, I realize they're dealing with a lot. And of course, we can see probably outbursts because of it. But it just makes me wonder because it was one of them that was bullying... Um, Emma Bella. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, it just makes you wonder because of the dad being abusive. I don't know. I'm just worried because they they were poked each other and they were pulling at each other. So they were being physical mm-hmm. is the whole thing between those yeah. two twins. So, Well, they definitely, ha- he had seen his dad hit their mom. So. Yeah. Um, but now that Jane is working at the aquarium and it seems like she is interested in a guy named Corey, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, he helps her out at work and they run into each other at the beach. He asks her if she is part of the Monterey yeah. Five yeah. and the word has really gone around. I mean, people are really talking about them like all the time. <laughs> if this guy gossiping. works at the aquarium, like he even knows what's going on with I her, know. you know? And I didn't know how well I could deal with a situation like that, but I hope I never have to. Shh, Brooke. Can't tell anyone that we have everything we have done. (laughs) (laughs) I love watching her uh, when um, Corey goes down to see her. I love the way she's dancing to that music. Yeah. I loved it. It it was just some free form dancing, but she was good. She was like graceful and free. And I just... Love that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would think, okay, you dance over there and I'm going to film it. But right. I just thought it was a super good scene. Right. So I don't know. I liked it. And also the fact that they all got together in that car and they're all talking about. Right. right. That doesn't look suspicious. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jane is telling them that they're coined the, the Monterey Five. I was going to say the Fabulous Five. Uh, the <laughs> Monterey Five. Too. And um, that, you know, Renata says that the police don't know anything because she has some insider in there. So that's good for them right Right. now. Right. So we'll see where if anything else pops up with, um, Mary Louise's investigation of everything. Yeah. I love Laura Dern. You know, I had actually forgotten that she was in this series and I really like her as an actress. They, but, you know, really, each of them brings so much. That's why I think this show mm-hmm. is probably good. One, the writing is really good. Well, we're probably going to talk about this later, but I just... All the actresses are so, so good. So good, yeah. Yeah. Even the actors are good, too. Okay, so Madeline and Ed seem fine. 
And didn't he find out or suspect she was having an affair? Mm-hmm. And he was mad at her at the end of the last season, right? Yeah, he knew because at the fundraiser, right. he figured it out. Yeah, so he was really, I mean, he was, you know, making that distance from her. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking he's already gotten over this. They, I mean, they didn't bring any of that up. Not yet. Yeah, and he's totally shaved. They didn't even make a mention of that. And I want to say Chloe is so cute. I like her. She's as cute as ever. And Madeline appears to be a realtor and not a good one at that. I mean, Mm -hmm. clients at one point have to ask her to get off the phone. Oh, my gosh. And while this makes me, while this makes for a crappy realtor, I love that it is part of Madeline's personality. Reese Witherspoon plays this role so well. Yeah, she does. And Bonnie seems to be alienating her friends and her husband. Mm -hmm. Nathan goes to Ed for marital advice. And I don't think Nathan got the help that he was looking for. Ed tells Nathan, something tells me if you're you're seeking out the husband of your ex-wife to lead the communication (laughs) charge with your new one, then hint, hint. Nathan ends up telling Ed, why do you always have to be so snide? You don't mean to be. It just comes natural. You're a snide F. That's what you are. You're a snide F. I know. (laughs) I I know. I was surprised that Nathan asked Ed for help. Yeah. You know, with a relationship, it was so odd that he came to him. Totally. So I actually liked you know, Ed's response. I thought it was great. Right. You know, I didn't think he was being rude. He was just saying. Right. So, I don't know. I liked it. And it's interesting that Nathan is really concerned for his wife and his marriage, but he doesn't seem to have enough wit to understand how to communicate her needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I could feel her right now. So, I would just give her what she needs and you could just, it's just written all over her, Mm -hmm. but he's just digging at it. Right. And Bonnie just needs space. And Nathan is unfamiliar with her behaving this way. And he just wants his wife back. But on the other hand, we have Ed. He ran into a woman named Tori at the grocery store. And Ed did not recognize her at first because she tells him that she got her tits done to (laughs) take attention away from her nose. Uh And she looks at him like she has plans to pursue him. And I think he might go down that road. Oh. Juicy. Do you think so? I think. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'm like, what is she telling him that for? Well, she's still married to her yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. I think. Who mm-hmm. knows? Hey. Ooh, that would be like spouses with. Other spouses or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, shoot, he might as well because his wife did it to him. So he, you never know. He might be thinking that. It doesn't almost seem like him to do that. I don't know. I know. I mean, I know anything she, is possible. Here you are, Monterey. But I, I think it would take a. I mean, it's not just something he could easily do. I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Like you said, we haven't seen his. We we haven't seen them revisit that topic yet. Yeah. So he might be really pissed. Yeah, that's true. And so Mary Louise is so bad. She is blunt and rude and isn't bothered by insulting or offending Madeline. 
When she blurts out she isn't fine because her son is dead and then notices how short Madeline is and how short people aren't trustworthy, mm-hmm. she is manipulative and creepy. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder about her parenting skills and her relationship with Perry. She appears to miss and adore him, but I am sure we will uncover more than meets the eye, and it will be interesting. Yes. Later, Madeline calls her out on her rudeness, mm-hmm. and Mary Louise apologizes and then cuts her down again. Yeah, that's part of her mentality it seems yeah it's and it's funny because madeline just kind of like oh accepts apology and then she kind of looks at her like wait i think you just did it again to me yeah and then toward the end of the episode mary louise celeste and the twins are having dinner and the kids begin fighting and they say they miss their dad and mary louise starts to talk about how unfair and wrong it was that he died Mm -hmm. and her anger begins to reveal itself as she speaks and then she gives this guttural scream and it's pretty (laughs) jolting and scares celeste and the boys And me. (laughs) And everybody else that's watching. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was great. And Celeste has been sending uh, Jane child support checks. Yeah. But Jane hasn't been cashing the rape money because (laughs) Celeste insists that Ziggy is part of Perry's estate. And I'm so glad that these two are at a good place. Celeste does not blame Jane at all, even though Jane is feeling remorse for sleeping with a married man. Yeah. Yeah, she knew it. It is a great step for Celeste to not hold Jane at fault and to see her as Perry's victim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that about both yeah. of them. Yeah. I'm, I was really pleased to see um, how people are dealing with the trauma. And I like that they've built a relationship because they have that together. Because she was um, following her story. Like, who's this vision that she has of this person who mm-hmm. abused her and turned out it's her husband. So she was trying to, like coaching her along the journey and then it finds out so it's just what a twist i know so um so some of the things madeline says or does makes me cringe but at the same time i can understand where she's coming from she wants her daughter abigail to go to college and abby says she doesn't want to go that it's not her and abby storms out and madeline and nathan go out looking for her Madeline tells Nathan if Abigail doesn't go to college, she won't have a life. She will be serving Big Macs. We know that Madeline didn't attend college and parents really want their kids to have more opportunities than they had. Mm -hmm. Abigail later on tells her mom that she wants to work at a startup and help homeless people. And Madeline yells, I don't give up. (laughs) I don't care about. Mm -hmm. homeless people you are going to college it's non-negotiable you are going to college because i said so because you will have no life it's i'm curious to see what will happen next will abigail go or just follow her own path i don't know i think she's going to follow her own path but she might be persuaded by like maybe her maybe bonnie I'm, I'm so curious yeah. because I would think she's going to follow her own path. But then did she have any impact on her? I don't know. Yeah. We're going to see. But what other things did you notice, Brooke? 
Well, the other things that I noticed was Principal Warren makes the parents sing the Otter Bay theme song. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine being one of those parents no. in that assembly? They're all singing along. I know. That. It was crazy. Uh-uh. It, but it reminded me of my theme song from my childhood school. Eisenhower, Eisenhower, Eisenhower School. That's the place to be. Anyone can learn at Eisenhower School. Come on over and see. That's so cute. But that's different. Kids doing it. It's just so funny that this prince, is he a principal or whatever? Yeah. I mean, he's all acting like an otter on the stage. I know, with that hat. I'm all... And all the parents are singing like they really like it. I'm like, oh my (laughs) God, you guys are crazy. I I would totally do it. (laughs) So, um, oh, Meryl Streep, Mary Louise, when she screams at the dinner table with the twins mm-hmm. and Celeste and she scares the shit out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I actually laughed and I will continue to laugh at that scream. She burst even after asking the boys if they wanted to hear it and they I said know. yes. And Diana, I have a scream just like that. Oh my God. (laughs) I'll do it for my kids every now and again. And it's loud and horrific. Sometimes they'll tell me stop. (laughs) But sometimes they're like, do the scream. Do the scream. Okay. So why do you do the scream? Uh, Because it's horrific. And I've been doing it for like the past 10 years. And I don't know. I think there was a show at one point. It was called like Scream where like people would just it was like a reality show or a reality uh-huh. contest and they would just be like the next scream person so like we yeah. had like the best scream they'd get casted for oh, a movie or something so you and were so practicing maybe i mean i just know that i've been doing it for like 10 years and i just remember that show so mm-hmm. i'm thinking that probably has something to do with it but i can yeah. do it and she did it so well <laughs> look at her face okay but that her scream was like there was something like Oh, like she was, it was scary. It was creepy. It was creepy. Mm -hmm. It was like, that's why I thought, oh my God, there's all these layers and what is their relationship? Because I felt like there was something like not right about this mother daughter, (laughs) mother daughter, mother son relationship. I'm I'm just laughing at her character and like the way that she looks. I know. She is. She's, I know. Uh, I know her character. She's playing it so well. And then her glasses. (laughs) She just says, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad I I have a wonderful mother-in-law. I'm going to rewatch that. I'm going to rewatch that episode. I did watch it twice. Did you watch it twice? No. I'll watch it again. I watched it. Yeah. So it was good. (laughs) What about you? What did you notice? Well, as it was with last year, the music is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I, the Ramones were playing I'll Be Around by the Spinners and then that music that June was dancing to I mean the music is just so good on this show it makes me want to buy the soundtrack oh you should yeah I just love it and and then you had talked about Ed and Nathan and I just thought that, that was an interesting relationship God all the relationships on this show are interesting yeah, so um, I don't know it's 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 off to a good start yeah so well before I yeah. say it, I was just going to interject. Mm-hmm. The the soundtrack, you can just go on YouTube Premium since you have it, and you can listen to the whole soundtrack. So, okay. yeah. Then you can, like, just... I don't have Premium anymore, but okay. No, she does. She does. She has it. YouTube, if you're listening, she has it. Cobra Kai's ended. 
<laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I'll do that with my YouTube premium. I'll listen yeah. to it. No commercials. Uh, so, Brooke. <laughs> yes, Diana. Why do you love this show? Oh, well, I really like the show a lot because it is a lens through different women's lives. Yeah. And they happen to be mothers. And I'm also a mother. And I find it interesting how people live day to day. And I really enjoy that this is fiction, mm-hmm. but these characters, personalities, most likely exist in real life Mm -hmm. and we're able to evaluate their lives without it being a reality show full of annoying drama Uh which i like too but Uh this show is like a reading a juicy novel and that can spiral into so many stories piggybacking onto one another and that's why i love this show Mm -hmm. what about you diana why do you love this show Well, I love the show because it is so well-written. I love these characters. I love that these people are so complex and have to deal with everyday situations coming along and also covering a big fat lie and a death. And it is so entertaining and it is funny. Yes. So, Brooke, who does your award go to? What is your favorite character, quote, or moment? Well, I guess my award would go to the nightmares that Celeste is having. And it's such a great adaptation of how she's coping and dealing with the loss and trauma of her marriage to Perry. At the end of the episode where she wakes up from a nightmare and she screams, oh, effing carry out! Yeah. Like, so crazy, jumps out of bed. And then Mary Louise runs into to check on her and comfort Celeste. And she asked Celeste, so who are we planning to kill? I was like, oh my gosh. And she just looks and then it ends. I'm like, oh my gosh, these nightmares are awesome. How about you? Who would your award go to character, quote, or moment? Well, you might think I would give it to Meryl Streep. And she would deserve it. Yeah. But sometimes it is harder to play something close to yourself. So... I give it to Reese Witherspoon's Madeline. She makes me cringe, but at the same time, I want her to succeed. Yeah. So I just really like her character. Yeah, she's awesome. She's really good at it. She's pretty funny. So, Brooke, what are you currently watching? Well, other than Big Little Lies and Fear the Walking Dead, I did discover a new show well, new to me, and it's with Francis McDermott Uh and... Oh, shoot. I forgot his name. I'm going to talk more about this because I really want to blog about this show. I love it. It's called Olive Kitteridge, and it's on oh, HBO. I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be, well, it said on the channel that it was a mini series, and there were six episodes, I believe. So honestly, I love Frances McDermott, and mm, she's good. Yeah. This show really spoke to me in a way because of her character, who who she is. And she's like that onion where you have to peel each little layer, but the layers are so thick. So you almost have to chisel at it like it's an ice sculpture. Mm -hmm. And that's her character. And then her husband, he's a very common character. um, Or you would know who he was. I just, I'm so sorry. I don't have all the details on this show. But they just, they're like opposite and so their compatibility, it just it's so interesting, their relationship. So yeah. I will be discussing more about this show. But until then, please check it out. Olive Kitteridge on HBO. Okay, great. What are you watching, Diana? Well, I was able to see Rocket Man. Yay. And I talked about it on our last um, episode, but I want to bring it up again because yeah. it was really good. 
it was really good. And it's a biopic about Elton John. It's a musical from child prodigy onto, you know, massive star and his uh, personal relationship with Bernie Taupin, who's his lyricist. They're just longtime, really good friends. People have, you know, really supported each other. And um, it was just a really good movie. It it spoke about his childhood and um, just him really yearning for affection from his parents who just really didn't have the time of day for him. They were just, his father was basically non-existent. Mm. Um, and his father ended up having a second family. And when Elton was an adult and went to visit him, the father holds the other sons and is very fatherly to him. And Elton notices this, but um, he still can't give Elton the time of day. Mm. He asks him to sign a, a album for him, uh-huh. and album and Elton puts to dad, and he says, "Oh no, no, no! It's not for me. It's for." a neighbor or friend and so Elton has to fix it and oh my gosh it was heartbreaking and you know Elton has to deal with you know coming to terms with being gay and um there is a sex scene and um I have heard that I guess some countries have banned the movie because of it but it's not that bad you know um well that's good yeah and uh I mean it's just you know his life and just dealing with therapy, you know, he talks about being an alcoholic and um, and bulimic and drug addicted, sex addicted, all these problems that he's had. And, you know, he had tried to commit suicide. So, I mean, these this movie touches on all of that while the background of all the music is there. And it's just it's just a really good movie. It was much better than I expected. So oh, I would really recommend this. And, um, you know, Elton was like my childhood icon. And I will tell you, I'm, I, I haven't really... I mean, of course, I listen to him when he's on the radio, but I haven't really listened to his music more recently. Mm-hmm. But watching this reminded me of how how beautiful his music is. And one of the reasons I really loved it was because the piano was the emphasis of all this music. And it's just, you know, he deserves accolades for everything. I just think he's an awesome musician. And, um, and I just think he's wonderful. And my favorite song is your song, (laughs) which I mentioned before, but I just love the song. So yeah, I love all of his songs, all of them. So then we should all go see it. Yes. So go see the movie. It's Rockin wonderful. Man. Yes. <laughs> Saturday. 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 All right. Saturday, Here she goes. Saturday. Saturday yeah, night. yeah, yeah. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show. And thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in. And we hope something that we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading two new episodes Tuesday, June 25th. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead Season 5, Episode 3, and Big Little Lies Season 2, Episode 2. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.